Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. All right, this is the White Tail Experience Podcast coming to you hot on a Friday. I got a fresh cup of joe here. I'm two in and I'm going to be going 90 miles an hour, I think, after this. But we got a garage podcast coming in your ear holes after a little quick update here because I have done some hunting. I have done some screwing up and there are a lot of people in the woods. So I'll fill you in on all that jazz. But I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate the Patreon members who are joining that team and Oh, contributing at a, at a level, and I try to give some oh, undisclosed details, maybe some editing tips, maybe some additional thoughts and details on what I'm pursuing, what's going on behind the scenes, and yeah, appreciate that community. Try to give away, do the giveaways on there as well, but let's get to some early season out-of-state bow hunting. Um, so I made the drive, good ways, never been there before, and go to pull into the place, 5 a.m. in the dark, and I see six does crossing the road, and I'm like, noted. Drive a little farther, a couple more, like I, I think a pair. And so I'm like, sweet, we got deer. Good to, good to see that. Uh, always positive. And this is a cooler day, and it is two warming days, essentially, to start the, the season off. Where, like, I don't know if anybody spent time here across the, the Midwest or the upper half of the U.S. Like, we had a stretch there in late August that was just pleasant. And then this weekend of opening bow hunting, uh, a 90 degree back-to-back days, limited wind movement. I mean, it was just a scorcher. So a couple deer throwing a dart here in the dark and go in and I'm working. Let's see here. It was, it was a couple up downs to get in there and coming through this like bottomy type area. And I find an Oak and a little bit of tracks trails kind of going on another Oak. And I'm coming around this point, and I'm like, this this is probably where I want to be, at least to start my morning. My thought was, let's hunt here for an hour or so. And if I want it, if the sun comes up and it looks like crap, well, I got the stick bow. I'll go, you know, Comanche mode and, and maybe poke around for 60 yards and come across something better than the original set. So, sun comes up. I kind of like what what's going on and where I can see and what I can shoot. But I go to get this cool sh- video shot, and literally my camera that was like i thought on my new fluid head was probably not very good on the fluid head i don't know if i had only like got one lip like locked into place and the other side was not but anyways this thing dive bombs drops eight foot because i set low off a rock into a standing puddle and this is the only standing puddle within like 40 50 yards of the creek that i can like see up and down like it was basically a dry creek bank but this like one area under my stand now true i did sit there thinking oh if a deer wants water like this is I got water. Pause for a swiggins here of coffee. So I get down, pull the camera out, set it below the base of my tree, and climb back up in my stand because it's like prime time. And then the camera like wakes up and goes like, like the lens is trying to do it's like it's trying to function. I'm like swearing at it because I'm like if there's a deer within 15 yards, it's like a low wind day, like under five, like they can definitely hear this. So then I got to get down out of my stand again and like pull the battery out. And I'm like, this thing just sabotaged my whole hunt. 
poke around for a little bit, find smoke, see some turkeys, whatever. Like, not, not a crazy thing. Um, no, I, when I drove in in the dark, there was a shit ton of people and parking. And, oh, man. I have. Ne- it was 70-80% of what a gun season opener would be. And I'm like, this is... I, I get bow hunting and public land is the trends. But uh, I think that is showing I need to buy a piece at this point. Because it is... Whew, there's some people out there. And I did notice a, a lot of mobile hunting gear on everybody this year. It seems uh, just people I'm running into, they, even if they have like some like muddy or hawk or whatever, like they've got some sort of climbers or even there. Like it's it's definitely noticeable that people are stepping up their mobile hunting game. Um, so midday, I go back to where I saw the deer cross the road in the dark and I'm doing the drive and on X and like, I tell you what, driving and on Xing is dangerous, hands down. They think texting and driving is dangerous. On Xing and driving, definitely uh, <laughs> an issue on the roads for hunters. End up pulling into the uh, this piece. There's some other guys there, and I'm kind of like, ah, I don't want to go in there, but there's a lot of room. I'll, you know, I'm going back and forth. Um, do some midday scout night, and nothing looked great. I did find uh, fresh droppings, and I said, okay, this might be a decent starting point for the evening. Go back, set camp up, and go back in there for an evening hunt. Hotter than Satan's a-hole. And no deer movement to the last 30 minutes. Saw two does. I don't know where they came from, how they got there. They just popped out at like 50 yards. And my thought was, I think instead of throwing another dart, like I found some deer. I did jump a deer too on the way in. I should say that. And so I'm like, okay. And I found a scrape that was opened up. So... The oaks in this particular hillside were falling, but not as good as where I was in the morning. But I, I had piles of deer shit on this like little section. I had an edge. I had a scrape that wasn't terribly far away. It was like, and I saw like jumped a deer. So it's like, okay, I think I'd be foolish not to hunt here. So the evening comes and goes. And I get. I actually decide I'm gonna leave the stand. And I tell you what, I hunted with the two stick, the Comanche bow, two sticks and the eighters. And man, I got like 15 foot on this second sit. It was nice. Also, it was nice for like, I was sitting both days. I sat like midday, one stick high or, or eight foot off the ground ish. And I, because I had that built in double step eighter, I could literally just put one stick on the tree and get the stand up. And so it was a very quick, easy process. I was a huge fan of that going on. Pause for a Swiggins here at coffee. Uh, you know what, I've been doing, we're going to go on a semi-tangent here, I've been doing some intermittent fasting where I don't uh, put milk in my coffee on a couple days, and I don't either, lunch is my first meal of the day, or I try and push a late lunch, or even sometimes I've done a couple 24-hour, like dinner-to-dinner type fast. And when I don't have the coffee, or when I don't have the milk in the coffee, I definitely notice, like, it's not as, like, warm and fuzzy feeling going like, it's just not as comforting. It's not as good. It's not as hitting what I need at that time, if you will. All right, back to the hunt. So, I go in there in the morning, stupid early. And this is where I do notice, like, the small stand difference. Where I got the really small stand. And in the dark, your spatial awareness, your foot awareness on the platform is not as good. And so, I noticed that uh, this is definitely a smaller tree stand than what I've run in the last couple of years. Now, I loved it when I was scouting around hunting with it, um, even evening hunts. Like, didn't necessarily feel too too tight up there with a size 11 boot. But here in the dark, I'm like, 
Okay, if I go for a morning hunt, I might grab the slightly bigger stand if I'm going to be in the dark for 45 minutes to an hour before uh, legal shooting. And the sun comes up, and I hear some blowing, and it's like 7, like 15, like it's legal. And you can see with your human eye, like hundreds of yards in the woods, I look behind me, and I, I see a deer coming up perfectly, like perpendicular... No, paralleling this edge, probably going to pass by the stand within 20 yards. Not sure if they're going to take like the 15-yard trail or maybe a 25. Like, there's a few. Um, it's got such a distance to cover, it can go anywhere still. But I'm grabbing the bow. My heart is elevated because I am full send on a doe. I am full send on a racked buck. And it gets to about 25, and I can hear something. I look up, and here's two dudes in headlamps coming in like well into legal. I'm just like, oh no. And this deer is definitely starting to pick up that something's going on up top. And I do discover it's got spikes. And it's got like four inch velvet spikes. And so at this point, I'm not shooting it. it, it although my heart, like, I mean, I was I was ready. I went into kill mode, like excitement. But the headlamps, obviously, the deer ends up spooking. I capture that on video. I will put this on YouTube, FYI. And so you can check that out for sure. Scatters down the hill. Uh, I flag the two hunters down. I put my red headlamp on to kind of signal them so I don't have to shout as much. Um, somewhat petite. I, in my head, I think about this public land rule of if trucks are at the trailhead and you are there after sunrise, you may not be permitted in until two hours after sunrise. <laughs> I think that would be, I think that'd be a good thing, right? Like if you're not early, you know, sayonara, you got to go to an empty parking lot. Pause for us, Wiggins. So, I'm, you know, I kind of think that was my chance or that was the opportunity. I like to hunt for the next hour or so. But uh, 30 minutes later, I look up and I can see a deer coming my way at about 40 yards. And I don't know what it is. I see a tree that it's kind of going to pass behind. And the trail is, that it's on is headed to like 7 yards. But I've got like this maple cluster and I'm like debating on how I could shoot it. Maybe I take the gap a little earlier where before it gets behind us. Anyways, I stand up when its head goes behind a tree, solid, get the bow, get turned, and all I can see is a rack. And if I had to put an inch mark on it, let's call it 100 inches plus or minus, like solid, I can't remember, 8 or 10, but a little better frame. And it, it does what deer do, bucks do, especially like it's unsure. It's a little more open there. It stands there for two minutes, 25-ish yards now. And I'm just like, oh, man, like I'm worked up. Like I am tickers running. I'm an elevated heart rate. I'm worked up. I tell myself I got to calm down. got to not look at him. I got my hand on my bow, so that's good. I thought I pushed record on the GoPro. Um, that's on the bow, but I, I maybe I double punched it. I didn't watch for the screen to change, so that's a learning lesson there, I guess. But I see him stand there for like two minutes. Finally, he flicks his tail and he takes a few more steps, and he's like straight on to me. And I, I should say this: like people talk about, oh, like could have killed him at two times at 25 yards. He turns his head away from me. He's slightly above me on the hill, facing straight at me. But twice. He licks his backside with, you know, taking his eyes in the complete opposite direction. But he's 25 yards, so that is not a stick bow shot for me. But in a compound, I would have drawn and just laser beamed him. Because he's, like, eye level with me. Like, he's 
he's not a, like a downward angle shot. Like his vitals are, are there to take. So at this point he works to this dead tree and starts rubbing his fuzz. And I can remember saying, dude, do not rub your velvet off. I'm trying to shoot you in velvet. And then he goes left and he's probably 18 ish yards and there's a pretty good gap. And I kind of saw it late and I go to move and draw and this effing deer looks right at me and runs like no pause looks identifies within a half a second and bounds away now he's out there 35 40 the game is over my chance is ruined and what did i learn i guess uh there was low wind i do think he knew like i just think sometimes they pick up that sixth sense and i think i beat it but I kind of rushed once he turned broadside. Like maybe my movement was way more erratic and not slow at that point. I think if I had drawn the bow slowly, I could have got it back. The other option would be to play it out. So he's 18 yards, and now he went to go downhill. Now, true, he, he could have skirted back out to 25 yards based on like uh, some maple foliage that was 12 foot off the ground. Like he could, and that the oak was maybe angled away. But then he also might have popped out at like seven or eight yards. Coin flip there on on what I should have done. Should I have maybe drawn slow and taken the, the, the first shot I had? Or should I have played it out to potentially get an even greater opportunity? But bottom line, yeah, learned a few things there. Knocked the dust off, a couple debacles. I sat low um, by water late in the day. And I'll tell you what, I had full intentions of whacking a squirrel with the stick bow. But every squirrel I saw was still running around in the treetops. I don't think there was very many uh, nuts on the ground for them them squirrels. And I noticed this too. Uh, the deer, if, if you're hunting timber in September, that's before any of the leaves drop. And uh, the woods were quiet. Like the deer I ended up seeing and moving i was all visual based it was never i heard something turned and looked and here's a deer so i don't know it was just something i I picked up on while hunting like hey i can't hear these deer and hey all these squirrels are up in the air for the most part a couple things you just learn from being in the woods i guess but this uh particular podcast garage cast with everybody uh if you listen to the last episode on, on a little more gear talk this one's a little more goals expectations changes uh, just a good BS sesh. Guys got a little loose. We had some some garage beers flowing, some twisted teas, and yeah, it was a good, it was a good time for sure. Appreciate you guys listening. Enjoy the pod. All right, Whitetail Experience Podcast Garage Cast. This is gonna be part two. We're gonna cut the first segment and use that as a different day. This is probably gonna go out a different week. We got the full crowd minus Dave. We're in the garage, so if you hear some extra noise, uh, somebody may rip by on a motorcycle. A dog may puke in the corner. It's just part of it. Andy may puke in the corner. Andy may puke. A couple, couple twisted tees in. Two tall boy twisted tees. And a little guy. I'm like four deep. What's that, your favorite twisted tee? Probably the raspberry. See, I like the half and half. Like the honor palmer, the lemonade. Yeah, I'm twist. half and half myself. Oh, I like the raspberry, then that uh rock that bomb pop, but they took the raspberry out and replaced it with the bomb pop. Mm. So that's some bullshit. But Dustin, uh, you in or out on the twisted tees? Uh, I don't like tea. Zo, Twisted Tea, you're in? Yeah. And you, Rick, you surprising me. What's that? You're in on Twisted Teas. Uh, yeah, on on when I'm off a of diet. Yeah, when, you, when, you, when you're eating dirty. <laughs> you know they make a light? You know they make a light? Do they? It, oh, it's, it's tough good. to find. That's it's really, really good. It's uh, 4% yeah. versus the others are 5 and then they got that blue rasp that's like 8. 
I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, that's at the gas station right up the way. Oh, well, I'll be stopping there. <laughs> yeah. The light's really good, though. I had yeah, it this, last uh, week. this new little, I've been on this uh, diet now for like maybe 10 months, uh, cleaning it up slowly as I go. I used to do bodybuilding, so uh, I'm pretty familiar with how my body loses weight and how it reacts. And I'm telling you, getting old sucks. I'm fighting 40. Or hashtag like fight 40. Fight 40. Uh, <laughs> It's definitely not as easy as it was uh, because I could get shredded in 13 weeks and now it's like I, I need to diet a little slower so it lasts longer. But uh, I really think, like I was telling Austin last week, I, I think this is going to be a new life journey for me. I think it's just the, the direction I want to take myself, stay away from sugar. Because once now that I haven't had sugar and, and the stuff that I used to like, I don't crave it anymore. Mm. Now I crave steak. I crave chicken. Dude, yeah, yeah, like the only uh, dirty eating I eat is beer. Yeah, and yeah. then I don't get me wrong, I like pizza. Yeah, but yeah, like I used to like a donut every now and then. Yeah, I don't crave sweets hardly at all. But like I do like I do like beer. Yeah, or I like catching a little buzz. And, like, and I like drinking some beers. I like tinkering yeah. in the garage with my honey well, stuff. And well, I was beer, a, so. I was a bad uh, midnight snacker. Okay, okay, because I had a little chihuahua and he liked to get up and pee in the middle of the night. Uh, so I'd have to let him out. You know, it'd be it'd be one a one a.m. and I'd stop by the fridge, give him a little piece of cheese, and I'd you know get me a spoonful of peanut butter or you know something. You know, okay. uh, I'm a sucker for those uh, sugar wafers, oh, pink yeah. ones. Oh, <laughs> man, no. Dude, I, I, like it's, a, it's a childhood ones. comfort food for yeah. me is those pink sugar wafers, man. So you know, I take one of them, go back up, go back to bed. It's like a couple years of doing that, it catches up to you. You know, so, so what's the uh, main reason you're going on a diet for? Uh, I I honestly just I got away from looking how I wanted to look in the mirror, man. You yeah. know, and it's not really like, you know, I I, yeah, I take pictures and stuff on on Instagram it's just because I'm proud of myself. But really, I want to look good brushing my teeth in the morning. I want to like who I see in the mirror in the morning when I brush my teeth. I don't want to look at me like, oh, that's a piece yeah. of shit. What are you doing with yourself? You know, because I have a I, I have a few family members, and if they're listening, sorry guys, but you let yourself go. Your health is going down the hill, and it sucks. And I, I, I me being your your family member, now I have to deal with it. You yeah. know, uh, a lot of times we do. Our family gets in bad health because of their bad decisions. You know, I don't want to. The people behind me, I don't want to put them in that situation. So I'm trying to live a better, healthier life for everybody around me. Huh? Yeah. And I feel like, you know. It's going to project onto my friends as well. Just like, you know, me and you, we have a push-up competition going between the two of us. I don't think anybody's heard about that. Me and, no. and Byron. Well, we just push each other. Yeah, like, we, you're we like, do. hey, I'm, I'm trying to do 100 push-ups as fast as I can. Yes. And I remember, you know, I was like, all right, well, I'll try to. We did yeah. the same thing with the cold, uh, the cold ice plunge. Uh, ice plunge. plunge. With Tom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're like, well, let, let, let's buy them and try it. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, Byron, you're getting under two minutes now with your 100 push-ups, which yeah. is solid. Yeah. And uh, I was pretty quick myself with 100 push-ups, but Byron kind of, I, I was like, Byron, I don't think I can get any better. And, and I looked up the then, world record. Then he records. looked up the world record. A, a guy got 140 push-ups in. In a minute. In a minute. Oh, God. And it's like, all right, I got some work to do. <laughs> yeah. but, it, but but I said, I was like, Rick, like you're probably in the top like 1% of push-up guys for fast, long push-ups. Like, yeah. It's just like, like if I go out and run miles, like, okay. I might, you know, run some sub six miles, but like for me to run like a four, it's, it's, mm -hmm. you know, I would have to, I don't even know if that, that would be in the cards. Yeah. But you know, a sub six mile is going to outrun 99% of people in the world. Yeah. I'll guarantee it. Um, 
But yeah, so this podcast, we wanted to shoot like 25-minute BS about like goals, expectations, anything we're doing new, anything we want to change, any focus points. But this will probably air. I might be hunting. You might be on a Western trip. This will probably air mid-December or September. We're recording this uh, mid-August. Yep. But uh, I think we go around, we got the full slate of uh, guys here. Let's just go goals, expectations, thoughts, bullshit about like what we want to do this year. Zoe, you're going to kick it off, my man. Oh, all right. Um, my biggest thing, I just want to get back in the woods. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like family has, I've kind of put myself on the back burner, just personally. Yeah. So, just like the things I've wanted to do. Yeah. Do, so, do you have a number of days you want to hit in the woods? I would hit like 10. I think 10 is realistic. Because you've been zero for two years. 100% zero. And so did, think, didn't you shoot that buck the year before? Yeah. And you hunted hard that year. Yeah. That was a lot of mornings, a lot of evenings. Where did you shoot the buck at? This place. place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was you with him? We had a debacle. We had two bucks come in. Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at this buck 50, 60 yards up the hill. One came in right behind. We were in a giant tree. This is the worst part about hunting in a big tree. Your cameraman and your dude can't be on the same thing. All of a sudden, I hear a ting, and I look over, and Zoe is full draw the wrong side of the tree from the buck I'm trying to like <laughs> yeah. debate on Colin. Yeah. And I'm like, his cam's backwards. It's a totally I'm different deer, wasn't it? <laughs> what? It's a totally different deer, right? Totally different deer. Yeah. And then, so, so I look over, and his bow is literally pointing 180 degrees to the deer, the buck I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. And we'd seen like two or three deer that morning. Like, yeah. it was on fire. The woods were on fire. Yeah. And I'm like, what is he pointing the wrong way for? And he smacks this like 120 inch, like two and a half, like like deer, but it runs away. It's just full times. I'm like, Zoe just smoked a like 130 inch buck. Yeah. And like, we were pumped as shit. First buck. First buck. And then watching it fall. Yeah, it, it fell it, like it, 50 it, yards. Oh, did it? it? Nice. Could see it from the stand just wobbling on yeah. the log, wobble. It was kind of cool. No, and I awesome. even asked him, I was like, you want it? He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I'm videoing the deer up the hill. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, I hear the ting of the backstop. Yeah. yeah. And I look over his bow's 180. Like, what is he doing? I guess he'd come, like, direct. And it was a giant tree, right? So I couldn't see fully what he could see. Yeah. Um, yeah it doesn't matter. Deer's dead. Yeah. And so. you got a Euro mounted, like, professionally. Like, it's yeah. sweet. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. Yeah. So you want to get in the woods 10 times? 10 times. I think that's a good number. I think start a season to end, right? Or With a heavy influence on the rut. Yeah, heavy influence. Like probably six, five to six, four. Are you, uh, you staying on the weekends? Are you going to take a day off of work? So right now I use all my PTO. Okay. So if there's a holiday in there, I'll go ahead and take that. I yeah. think I get Thanksgiving off this year or Christmas. So I'll be doing that, right? Cool. Shooting um, the first rack buck you see? Anything. Doe? Yeah. So anything but a fluff? Anything but a fluff. Okay. And even then, they might, might <laughs> watch out. I'm just trying to yeah. get anything. Yeah. So I love just it. get some kills under under my belt. Yeah. Got a few. Nothing crazy. But get in there about about 10 times. Yeah. Um, Hunt your moms if you get a south wind on the, yeah. the jump spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of did a little bit of maintenance there. So, kind of clear up a, a few of the lanes and, and see how that goes. You're going to tackle some, some big woods with me, if I yeah. go? Yeah. Because, yeah, Zoe and I, have uh, like, rewind five years ago, early whitetail experience, like, we hunted a decent amount together where, let's go hunt this piece, and, like, we might meet for a little bit, and then we go hunt, like, just separate areas, or we both go down a trailhead together, or yeah. start into a hillside together, but, like, mm-hmm. 
That that's kind of fun. Yeah. Even just the, just the the you know the the bonding that you do like with your friends. You know what I mean? That's a, that's what this. Oh, about. that's the best part. Yeah. Like you know, meeting up at the tailgate. Hey, look, look what I got. Or just even calling each other with when you're on your drive home. Like, oh, hey, I saw this stuff. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, Byron was the first guy that I called when I shot my buck last year. Man, I about fell out of the tree stand talking to him. I was like, <laughs> I don't even know what I said. <laughs> it was it was insane though, dude. I was like. Man, I was just so pumped, dude. It's the, it was the best feeling because it had been a couple years since I was able to do that, man. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's, it's, the, the worst thing is, though, is when you call a, a somebody who you think is a buddy and they don't pick up. Right. <laughs> so it, it's so funny, when, like, when you watch your phone in the fall, like, one, we, we mostly know when each other's hunting. Yeah. Like, I'll text Andy on a Saturday. He'll be, like, going hunting. Let's say it's uh, October 17th. Maybe I got kid duty. I'll be like, Andy. Text me or call me if you don't shoot something, so then I can drink a beer or whatever and watch a football game because I I might have to come recover. Yeah, <laughs> you know I can't be five beers in and be like, Andy, I can't come help. Can't drive, yeah. yeah. Can't drive. But yeah, dude, I love the the camaraderie aspect of, of the fall, the calls, the texts. I seen this or look at this buck I got on cam. I I love that shit. Yeah. Dustin, what about you, man? Goals, expectations, thoughts on the year. Uh, so I'm gonna try and get back to hunting out of state. Like uh, I'm trying to hunt Indiana again this year. Uh, I haven't done that in two years, at least two years, maybe even three. Um, I've focused mainly on Ohio. Um, really want to shoot a doe early again. It's always that's always a goal of mine. I mean, early season, whack a doe, get it out of the way, get that kill under my belt for later in the year. Mm-hmm. That big buck walks in. I, I, I've already. Got one kill in my belt. Um, I'm going to scout a couple new pieces. I uh, hope to just find something on any of those pieces, honestly. Um, do you do you think hunting a new piece or going in year two where you already got information, you already got a season under your belt? Like, I feel like if I'm sitting here coaching, I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, you're starting from grounds like level zero, but you already got a year of experience over here. Well, so I will still hunt my old piece. Or not, I guess not the old piece, but the, the piece I hunted last year. I just probably won't hunt as much. much. That hour and a half commute is going to be a lot. I mean, like everybody, I mean, you everybody drive, an hour, yeah, drive an hour and a half. I mean, come November, it's like, fuck, do I really want to get out of bed and do this? So uh, I'm trying. I'm focusing on a couple pieces closer. That way I can hunt those and then drive that long you know, drive if need be. Yeah, uh, if those others are shit. Then yeah. You can, yeah, you can abandon. But yeah, anytime you can shorten the drive, I get it. Like, so yeah, I'm trying to shorten the drive. A couple, or just got a couple, you know, closer pieces. Um, really want to get the kids out. My son's been asking me for three years now to go. So I might just take him sit by the house. Obviously, my daughter killed a good one a few years ago. I want to get her back out to, you know, she missed a doe last year. To get her back out there and you know get her back in there. That way she's not losing interest. Um, I, I really, I mean, just just hunt as much as I can. Yeah, uh, the kids you got them a, a crossbow to hunt with. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's so nice. Your daughter messed with the gun. Yeah, I she remember. Missed, I remember it. She what she killed? What she killed the stud with? She uh, with the 350 legend. She yeah. The gun during uh, youth season here in Ohio. Do you you do you also take the 350? I do. Do you have a different well, stock? So I did. I, I took the 350 uh, when I had a private piece. Going public, I, I carried last year when we did our. Yeah, yeah meet up. I carried the 350 in the morning. Yeah, and it fucking sucks. So I watch. No, no, no. I'm serious. Just, just the simple. It's a bolt action. So yeah. 
I'm not used to bolt actions with you know straight wall white rifles being newer in yeah. Ohio. I'm used to that pump, so if I shoot, I gotta oh. try and figure out how to rack another shell. So I'm I, I'm just not used to the gun yet. Yeah, um, yeah, put you on blast. You missed one last. I year. did, I did. Yeah. What, what did, did you miss a doe? But that was the one that Ben shot. Ben shot. Yeah, it was. I was thinking when we did the drive when I killed, but no, it was, yeah, one, it was the one that Ben shot. shot. Oh I, yeah. I just crested this hill. They dropped me off to go sit, and I just crested this. Because that was the A spot to be. I don't know if you knew that on that drive. Gotcha. I thought whoever was going to kill a nice one was going to be on that A yeah. spot. Yeah, uh, I walked, I walked about seventy-five yards. I heard gunshots. You, you, Somebody shot quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Because that that particular spot, I feel like if you that whole hillside, uh-huh. I feel like that's the spot to be at. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. If if the deer drop low, I feel like they end up there. And yeah. if they do run high, there's still a chance they end up there just based on how. Well, it I say and you can. I can see when I stand there. You can just kind of see how the hill rolls down that way. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's just natural funnel. Drive right one. I, I felt like it was a crapshoot of anybody shoot something. Um, I, yeah, I, I, uh, that was that. I carried the three three fifty for that. Yeah. That drive, and it was just. I don't know. It's got it's scoped. Yeah. So I mean, I felt like you know pulling so, up, trying to shoot quick. I wasn't going to get in scope. So that's why I, I tossed the 350 in the truck and just went with the open sight 12 gauge. You see, they got a 400 legend now. Yeah. Well, I, if that sticks around, I, I might look heavy at that because, uh, you know, I don't have the 870 rifle barrel for mm-hmm. my 870. Um, and Brody's going to need a gun. And, like, I know, like, Mossberg and a few of the manufacturers make a 350 with, like, adjustable stocks. Yeah. So, But, yes, the answer, no, I don't. We, so it's the same. It's a uh, just. Carbon or not carbon, but a uh, one look for it. Composite, uh, composite stock, yes. Okay. Um, but she shoots out of uh, bog pod. Yeah. So really, she's just resting the gun on her shoulder. Yeah. She's not. She don't have to hold it much. That's um, nice. The guns are heavy for kids. They are. Yeah. Crossbows oh, are heavy. I say crossbow. She she shoots crossbow. Oh, she's like seven well. or eight. She's seven. Yeah, now. she's yeah. little too. And right? she she killed she's the 15. she killed that buck when she was five. That was yeah. the first year. Hammer buck, yeah. like for the listening audience, like a heavy thirties, right? Yeah, one forty-five, oh, yes. but like six and a half inch base buck. Yeah, like the picture, she looked tiny behind it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one forty-five is what scored. Yeah, and you Me, didn't try to. You went to the opposite end of the farm. Yeah, I remember he'd listen to this yeah, story. So I, like, I, yeah, I, you did not try and set her up on a deer. Correct. You were you were hunting the opposite end, and here he comes. So, yeah, this this bucket just showed up like a week prior to youth season. Um, and the other guy that's on that farm said, hey, I've got a small buck coming into the corn pile over here. You know, bring her over here. You know, she can hunt my blind. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, I do we remember. Went, uh, went over there, sat up, and 7.30 in the morning, this buck comes strolling in. <laughs> and I couldn't tell yeah. her no. Right. I'm like, what are you going to do? Yeah. They move over. Yeah. <laughs> she, was like, she was sleeping. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it only been daylight for maybe 30 minutes. Yeah. yeah. And she was sleeping. So I had to wake her up. And I. I contemplated not waking her up. What I, like, I can't not wake her up. <laughs> I can't not wake her up. That was a good one. Was that during youth season or yeah, just regular gun season? Youth season. Yeah. 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 I don't remember what season. I do remember she killed though. Yeah, with youth season, usually here in Ohio, like the third week in November. Yeah, right before. Yeah. Season. Yeah. Second, third week in November. So. Yep. Yeah. Big A, goals, thoughts, expectations. Uh, Obviously, main goal is to shoot a buck. One, I'm gonna go 130s plus. Um, I had a big eight last year on camera, but he, he'd be nice to kill if he made it. Uh, 
the hook buck that was on camera, he's actually on our Instagram scraping. You got a video of him, it was like back to back, like a kind yep. of flip flop. Yep. If he made it, he'd be a good one. But uh, this is a goal like I've kind of thought about the last two, couple years maybe out of left field. I want to kill a deer with each weapon. My longbow, which I don't shoot that much, I need to shoot it. Longbow, compound, uh, crossbow, I would need to get a new string on it inside of then. And then shotgun and muzzleloader. Five All in deer. the same year? All in the same year. What is that, five, six deer? Five deer. So you got to go different counties. Yep, different. The yeah, anchor is no the problem. Com- you got to kill a buck with one of the vertical bows. All on film, right? All on film. <laughs> yeah, we'll oh. see. Man. But uh, <laughs> that's five, five different weapons. I don't know. It'd be cool to do. Yeah, just to just to do it. Obviously, guns are going to be a lot more easier. And shot, yeah, shotgun, muzzleloader. So my hunting, crossbow, yeah, my, five, five good. My five hunting good. mentor, a guy who got me introduced, was was Gary Yager, and they called it the Penta Kill season. And he killed a buck with a uh, a compound like November. Yeah, and the rest of us still had tags, and he kept hunting. He killed a deer, uh, killed a doe with a crossbow, and then killed two does with a muzzleloader that year. He almost like, yeah, he almost got four different weapons same yep. year, and uh, that is cool. I thought about it last year, but like, but the crossbow is like not not a big deal to me. No, it you could toss that one aside in, in that but, list. I have a crossbow from two thousand and seven, a Horton Summit one hundred and fifty. You're talking. 30 yard max range. I could get it's you. I, I can. I tell you, my cousin's got an old uh, wooden crossbow with wooden Stop. limbs and uh, the Viking. It's actually, dude. It's it looks like a, it looks like a two like by medieval. Times. Yeah, it's medieval a medieval times. dude. It and, and the trigger is metal and it hangs down about that low, and you almost have to use two fingers to shoot this thing. Dude, yeah. I'd be impressed if you killed one with that. Yeah, you know. Here we go. My crossbow. Is no, no, no. Take the crossbow out. Put Didn't you a handgun. Yeah. A hand. I would always. Like, yeah, handgun would be sick. Well, like get you either a wheel gun that's or solid. dude. I got a nineteen eleven. Like that's technically. What is it? Five five inch barrel, barrel and, and it's got to be X number of calibers. Or you got whatever. a five inch barrel nineteen eleven. I do. Let's run. I think you use ten millimeter, right? Ten or millimeter. 10 if you get a five yeah. inch barrel, I think you're yeah, you four four and a half. You got the same one day pass? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's too small. Yeah. So. Dude, you got a five inch barrel. I do got a five inch. It, dude, it's fucking accurate. Yeah, there man. You go. Like, me and the, the, the stick bow in the 1911 about got the same range. Like, it's like 15, 20 yards. Like, I've hit some. I got that steel plate out back. Yeah. I stepped back like 15, 20 yards with it and hit it, and I'm like, I kill a deer with this thing. Yeah. Yeah, it'd just be cool to do. Oh, yeah. Multiple just weapons. Um, sounds like you got some repeat hit listers. Yeah, at least uh, uh, coming back to the stand life instead of the yeah. Uh, stick bow. Yes, no. Yes, I need to. It's that's another thing too. Like I have it, and I just need to. Get, I need to shoot it. Because last year you went stick bow late season. Late season, yeah. Did you? I shot about I don't know fifty times in my basement for a few days, and then went out and hunted with it. And I had one at twelve yards coming in, but I had a little uh, the Osmo action on my head. Yeah. And I didn't think it stuck out, but I took a selfie and you could definitely see it sticking out. So just that shimmer. Yeah. You put a piece of tape over the. Uh, I did but this year. I if I have it on my head, it's going to be camoed. Oh yeah, dude. No, like I, I think you got like I have a mount and I put a big old piece of tape over that red blinky light because yep. I'm like sabotage. But it was uh it was snow on the ground. You're talking. It was probably ten yards away, and I was sitting in some some brush, and it was a clearing to my left. And she came right there and was like, 
my, I mean, it was crazy. Like I was, adrenaline was pumping. Because you're talking 12 yards. Yeah, I, yeah, I was 100 percent confident I could hit the deer. Just, yeah. And then if she seen. Yeah, like a stick bow. Like I feel like once you pick it up, you can shoot 10 yards. Yeah, yeah. You, like, you shoot a little bit. You shoot, you shoot a little bit. You can shoot 10 yards, but like 15, 20 is probably a different ball game. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. But it was it was crazy seeing them that close. Yeah. I seen a lot of deer that evening too, and just a couple of them. Was was close, but they didn't. They seen me. Man, it was on the ground too, so it was a little different. All right, anything else? Next no, I don't think so. All right. Hopefully, yeah, shoot a big one this year. We'll see. Big one like Rick's. A big one like Rick. Rick, <laughs> you're up. You got the western trick. Oh yeah. You killed a mega giant last year. Got a lot to live up to, don't you? Okay, so so so, <laughs> so break it down. Here, Expectations, yeah. goals. What, what do you well, got? You know, for for going out west, I have very low standards. Uh, I my I just want to hear an elk. I want to hear it. You know, I've watched so many YouTube videos of these bugling bulls and just uh, you know they're ripping and roaring. That's what I want to experience. I want to hear that out in the wild, and then you know, of course my I want to shoot a legal bull. I don't want anything special. It's just got to be a legal bull. Uh, if it comes down the last couple days, me and Dave's discussed we will kill a cow if we have to, okay. just to bring home some meat and guarantee something in the freezer. Yeah, okay, Dave and I, and, uh, uh, we called his buddy Wade, who's killed a couple of DIY yeah, elk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wade went with us to the bow shoot. I talked to him. Okay, okay. Yeah. Do you have a like a range from the truck that you would shoot a cow? Like Wade and I said, if you're over two miles, we ain't shooting no cow. Yeah, I would say. <laughs> Dave was like, dude, I'll shoot a cow yeah. five miles back. Yeah, I'm hoping Dave don't do that because I'm with, I'm with him. <laughs> so I'll be the one suffering for that one. But uh, I'm with you about two, two and a half miles. It shouldn't be no problem killing a cow, you know, because we got three guys to pack out. It depends on so the that's gonna So that's going to be a big difference. That's going to be the game changer, I think, is the, three, the third man – we're gonna load him up good because he's gonna be one trip, <laughs> you know. One trip out. One trip out. I hope. Possibly. I hope. Yeah. I hope. So. Me and Dave was talking about. But that uh, that yeah. Day. So okay. So that's that's for the elk trip. Uh, whitetail this year. Um, there's there's a part of me that's like, you know, let's try to do better than last year, you know. But realistically speaking, you don't come across a booner every year. No. You know. I mean, that's that's a very rare thing. Would I like to do that? Yes, absolutely. I can't wait to check my cams, see if I got one on on film. That would be sweet. Um, let me ask. Let me throw some numbers at you. Yeah. You shooting a Pope and Young uh, November fifth? One twenty-five eight point comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, I don't think I'm below one thirty, one forty. Is it you ten know, or an I, eight? Because that, that that is a totally different frame. Yeah. I mean, if I if I get a killer eight. Like heavy, five and a half, six inch base. He's one twenty five as an eight. Would Smoked. you shoot him November eight? Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, because because I want to get it on film this year. Okay. I got I got that painted arrow. Yep. Uh, I think that's going to allow the camera and bow to be in my hand at the same exact time. I got the cell phone attachment. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a big deal this year. I have to get it to kill on film because last year is just like I left that thing in the truck, and it was because I got burnt. I burnt myself out on these hot days. I was out there in the eighty degree weather all day hunts. Burnt myself out. This year is, is not going to be that. If I'm if I'm sweating in the tree, I'm going to get down, scout around a little bit, pick another tree, get back up. Okay. Stay um, do you have a sliding bar scale like a hundred and twenty inch eight point November twenty eighth about to be gun season? Oh yeah, yeah. I I don't like hunting much after gun season with okay. a bow. Uh, I will try to take. Uh, 
my standards will come down the closer it gets to gun season. Uh, wide buck, big brows, do you have a trigger point? Like if something walks in, he's on the tweener line, but he's got yeah. X. I like those heavy dark chocolate racks. D- dark chocolate that's racks. My, that's my weak spot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As, uh, obviously, you're going out west. Has like uh, your preparation for whitetail change at all? Man, you know, I've actually had, I haven't really focused on the whitetail this, this summer. Yeah, that's how we both At do. all. Uh, it's been 100% like learning how to bugle, learning how to elk call. You know, I'm, I'm good with a diaphragm, but it's, I'm telling you, it's a different beast learning how to elk call with that's a right. diaphragm in your mouth. It's taken me three, four weeks. And you're a good turkey caller, too. Turkey yeah, now I've, I actually do have the elk calls uh, down, uh, but there's like moments where like I'll hit it wrong. And I'm not confident in it. It's almost like your stick bow. Like, I could hit it one morning and it would sound great. Then the next morning, what? <laughs> what was that? You yeah. know, it's like, yeah. it's, I just, knowing that I put that thing in my mouth and it hits dead every time, I don't have that yet. So, uh, I did get an external call that I'm, I'm solid on 100%. But, yeah, dude, just uh, focus on elk, making sure I got all the gear that's needed. You know, we got first aid kits we have to prep. Our, day, our daily snacks, you know, uh, are we going to be warm? Are we going to be is sweating our asses off? Do I got rain gear? Is it going to rain? I don't know. You know, it's just what elevation are we going to be at? How do I have to train for this? You can't prepare for yeah. everything, you know. So, but yeah. but um, since I have a, I know how to hunt deer. They're always going to be here. Mm-hmm. It's like riding a bike. So focus is on elk right now until I get back. Yeah, it's not a bad play. That's not a bad play. And that is the plus minus game of having a Western trip. Yep. But you got so, an excuse for not being prepared. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then, and then You've been living, no, no, no. You've been living at the diamond. Your I kid, still can push it out. No, no, no. But your kids are peak activity. <laughs> yeah, they are. That's so, like, dude, like, I got this, like, window gap right now when my kids are, yeah. like, four years older. I'm going to be like, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm coaching fucking fall soccer. Yeah. All right, that's, that's where but, I'm at. That's gonna that's gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. Daughter played rec softball this year. She wants to play travel softball next yep. year. So, uh, it, it, kiss your turkey season goodbye. Yeah, I, I'm not that much of a turkey hunter. Yeah, 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 yeah. but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Point of life. Kiss shit season goodbye. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. almost don't want to. I, I almost want to take people with me turkey hunting now instead of hunting by myself because I get more out of it. Mm. Yeah. Like like just being the caller. Mm-hmm. I right. like that more. I was about to have you call for me. Hundred percent. I, I want to call the turkey in for people rather than shoot it because yeah. I, I don't even uh, turkey meat has a, a certain thing in it that gives me migraines. Really? Yeah. Um, I forget what it's called, but it, it it has a certain enzyme in there, and I I suffer from chronic migraines, and it's been related to every time I eat turkey meat. Even even turkey lunch even, meat, yeah, turkey lunch meat, turkey breast, yeah. turkey anything. Oh. That's the thing. Uh, like it's horrible. Yeah. So I, I give all my turkey meat to Austin. He eats it. Oh, just and, fine. And he loves turkeys. Like you know, yeah. I won't I won't let it go to waste. You know, I always give it to somebody. But it's like just just killing one. It just uh, it's fun. But I love calling them in for people, man. Okay. You know, and I'm hoping I get that same high for elk hunting because I think it's just going to be like you know you're, you're calling in a turkey, but it's. 600, 800 pounds, you know, yeah. which is going to be awesome. I oh, can't I'm sure you will. Yeah. I'm so pumped, man. <laughs> nice. Uh, are you going to shoot a doe? Uh, any, any harvest around deer? Never really, never really, never really big into killing does. Uh, I guess if I 
you know, because where I hunt, we're lucky to see many deer, you mm-hmm. know, so I almost feel like I'm hurting the population if I kill a doe. Yeah. You know, like there might be one or two does in the area. If I kill those two does, what, what are the bucks going to chase in November? What am yeah. I going to look forward to? I look forward to that single doe coming running through with the three <laughs> bucks behind her, you know? Well, I, I look forward to that. If I don't have that, what, am, what do I got to look forward to, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yep, that's it. How about you, Byron? What's your goals? Hit us. Ooh. Goals. Um, I'm, I'm supposed to go on this September hunt, um, barring, I don't know, my kids could act up or get like the plague or something. Like, I might not, you know, then I don't go because I only got like a two day window. Are you for sure going? <clears throat> I'd like to. Like, it's it's 80, 90%. It's on my son's wife, birthday weekend. So I was yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Wife, wife Count has, me out. <laughs> yeah. Wife has cleared it. Uh, oh, there you go. So. Oh, but, sure. but but like dude Wednesday the kids could have the plague and I oh yeah got a mail um, which is that time of year yeah yeah um, as far as like I dude I gotta shoot a doe minimum this year um, just cause like freezers are empty I elected to pass a lot of doe well, you got frozen pizza in there right <laughs> no I'm not right oh, now man. <laughs> um, yeah like I at minimum I, I'd really like to shoot a deer with a stick um, gonna give greatness a chance like the, the the nine out of ten would be like fucking October twenty second cold front shoot a, a nice buck on a scrape at like twelve yards with the stick like that would be the ideal and then you know I could kind of kick back really uh, I mean I could hunt out of state then if I wanted to hunt some additional runt hunts um, on this early season hunt you're going on you hundred percent stick or you may pick up the compound no 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 hundred percent stick like, it's not even like. Yeah. Like I'll, I'm gonna take the compound in case I like break the limb of that stick bow yeah, in the yeah. door. Like, but second day you're gonna still stick bow. Oh, stick bow! Unless I've seen a boomer run across the road. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm taking a stick. Um, that's that. Yeah, that. <laughs> you still got two cameras in that place. <laughs> I, oh, I got God. like four. <laughs> I got so wounded I couldn't pull them. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you, you opened the door and fell out of the truck. I was oh, like, oh, he's hammer dropping. <laughs> Story for another day, but yeah. Uh, we, I went to retrieve cameras and the day before, Dave Ebright, March Madness. Yeah, it was a good time. Fireball. Oh, fireball. Oh, fireball. Dave, Dave is sneaky with those damn fireballs. Oh, man. he loves them. Oh, yeah, hit the slide you want. Just fucking drink it. Put it in my back pocket. I find it when I get home to take my pants off. It's like, <laughs> come on, dude. But, uh, yeah, like. Uh, that trip, I'll shoot any deer. Any deer comes into stick bow range, I'm, I'm yep. slinging an arrow. Uh, it'd be ideal to obviously shoot the buck in greatness with the stick. But but even if that don't happen, I'm picking up the compound November 1. Um, I'd like to kill like a solid buck here. Uh, let's just call it Pope and Young, 8 point or like mid-30s, 10, whatever. Um, public, private don't matter. Maybe my small piece has a couple nice bucks. Yeah, um, I got that G three buck I've had history with. Mm-hmm. Fucking got his match set behind me. Like speaking for Dave, since he ain't here, because I know yeah. he would ask you. You've killed four one twenty, you know, Pope and Young bucks. Would you? Are you going to pass the one thirty this year or shoot it? No, shooting it because I didn't kill last year. Yeah, that's my thing. Is like last year I kind of pushed the envelope, maybe on class where 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 I was I was kind of chasing a little higher, but it just uh, it didn't align like. So I, I want to kill something this year. I'm sorry. I just yeah. I want to kill something. Yeah. Um, and then next year go full stick bow or or maybe a higher class or whatever. Like, but yeah. no, I dude, I want to fucking kill a buck this year. Um, yeah, so yeah, if I kill a buck with the, any sort of archery equipment, great. 
I have thought about taking the 1911 for like gun season and trying to shoot a doe at like 15 yards with a handgun. Yeah, uh, how far from the how, how far from the truck you shooting a doe? I need to learn this. No, okay, uh, <laughs> out a mile back. Yeah, with the stick. With the stick, it's open. It, it's a little more open. It depends how big the hills are. Uh, oh, I almost think any doe with the stick, I might just let it rip. Class of buck with a stick bow or compound, it, it's different. You know, it's probably like right? a 10 inch difference, yeah. but it's not, I don't want to walk up on like a spindly-ish, like, he's got to trip the trigger. Because yeah. that's the thing, I can just put the stick on the, the I, I, if it's October 12th. I was going to say October 17th. October 12th. Runs a, 100 inch runs by. Assuming he's not 20 inches wide, like, I'll probably pass him. Yeah. Like, that's not, the, but like, yeah, if, 125 at any point that's a little heavier, a little wider comes in, and it's like October 25th, I probably will kill him. Yeah. But yeah, like 115-inch spindlier, average 8, 10 point with medium-ish brows, like I'll pass that here. Yeah. Definitely at, at, you know, yardage, yardage are different. You know, if it's at 10 yards, you for sure shooting a 115, 100-inch. No, 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 I probably won't shoot him. Yeah. Uh, He's got to trip the trigger. Just because he's Close. 10 yards, don't matter. Because yep. uh, I can shoot a doe at 10 yards. Yeah. And and still get the rush. But yeah, like, and, and then early season here, I'm a velvet hunting potentially. Like, a four-pointer doesn't trip the trigger. But a velvet, but like a rack buck? Oh, for sure. Like, a rack buck gets the trigger going. Like, he can be 80 inches. If he's like a four-by-four, four, he's dying. And velvet, yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to never kill a velvet oh, buck. Oh, yeah, 100%. So, yeah. Yep. That's kind of where I'm at. Like I said, too, like, I have, I've been shooting a handgun a little bit this summer, uh, a touch more, like, it'd be fucking sweet to shoot a doe with a handgun. Yeah. Mm. And that 1911, like, I love 1911s, like, I've had a crush on them since, like, fucking Saber Private Ryan came out. Yeah. Yeah. So. Tank killers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Tom Hanks on the bridge. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Years ago, man, I had that, uh, he had a Smith & Wesson uh, 626, I believe, or 629, all chrome. Like six and a half inch barrel, long, dirty, hairy gun. Like a three fifty seven or forty four. No, that was a forty four mag, big, oh, big silver scope on it to match. But uh, we never did get to hunt with it. But it was going to be sweet to shoot one with that. Yeah. So the guys that introduced me to hunting back in the day, they had a forty four mag Smith and Wesson, and, and then he had the five hundred that yeah. came out. Yeah, five hundred big gun. Both them had killed some deer, not killed any like giant bucks, but they would like. They wanted to shoot deer with some handguns. They oh, were a little bit cool. more gun guys, and so they they would occasionally take their big fucking forty four mag with a four X scope on the top. Yeah. And uh, Tim killed one with a handgun. I don't think Gary ever did. I think I think he missed a few. But you t- are you talking Gary, uh, the dude from Apache? No, no, different Gary. Okay, different Gary. Um, but you think about shooting a a, a deer with a hand or. I, I was thinking about this. There's probably less people that have killed a big buck with a handgun than oh. any other weapon. Yeah. Because yeah, you got a very sure. short season. Yep. And now you got a very restricted weapon. Yep. Yeah, I would think even more, you know, traditional hunters have killed bigger bucks because they had a longer season. Yeah. What's your, um, is there a magazine capacity on the handguns? Yeah, that's another question. Ah, uh, that's three. It's not a magazine. You can yeah, I was just wondering that. Just, just be, like... Oh, Just okay. like straight oil, straight oil but, but do you have to have like a, a plug in your? No, there's no plug. But, in but I can only load. Oh, you three. can only load three. I was God just damn. wondering about that. Was you gonna be dumping a magazine? Yeah. Oh, 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 oh
So yeah, with, it with, with the straight old rifles in Ohio, they yeah. did away with the slug restriction, yeah. but you can only load three. Okay. That's the same with shotgun, right? Yeah, yeah. You so can yeah, only you don't have three. to have your plug in the You don't have to have a plug in? Dude, I've been breaking like number two pencils for years. I still have a plug in mine. Yeah, I think it's just. I mean, I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yeah. yeah. But I still have oh, yeah, my yeah. shotgun, but yeah, you can only load three. I don't follow gun laws because I don't hunt with a gun. And that's, that's right. That was me. I did. I mean, for years, I, I mean, yeah. for years, that's how I started hunting. I hunted with guns growing up. I mean, mm-hmm. I hunted during gun season. That was it, basically. Yeah. And then I got into archery, and that was all I hunted with. My quiver can hold six. There you go. <laughs> my quiver. <laughs> there you go. You got, you got a six arrow quiver? Yeah. All right. I think yeah. I got a four on both of them. I got that red Five. line of, what is, what'd you call it? The red line? Oh, RL1. RL1, I think. It's yeah. RL1. With the, I like it. That's dude, nice. it's nice. It fits tight on the bow. That's yeah. a RL2 right dude, there. That's the RL2 because it holds a little more and it's got two points of contact. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I'm a I'm a kind of a one point of contact guy. Really, really. I like to be fast draw my draw. On <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you I got? Like yeah, I'm kind of a. That's got one and they yeah. just fall out. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Uh, I had a tight spot and sold it before yeah. Hellcat. Literally bought it for that's like 150 dollars. I got. Like, oh, they're expensive. I, I got cheap Apex gear or some shit like that. I had a nice quiver and it broke. Well, that's what I. Uh, the one I had was a. I don't know, fifty to eighty dollar octane, which is made by Botech quiver. It's got uh, magnetic or magnets up in the head, and it's a one uh, one finger quiver. But it's it's held my. I lost one arrow out of the eight years I've used it. Yeah, I think my. But now I'm running the the RL three. I like it a lot. I had a nice, I think, a boning quiver. Yeah. The the piece that slides into the, I guess the. The, the holder yeah. snapped off and it wouldn't attach my bow anymore. So When you tree stand hunt, do you keep the quiver on or off? No, I take it off. 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 Well, see, off. I always run the the bow holder on the tree stand itself, so I have to take it off. Ah, uh, okay. What are you, you here lately, I've had last that, couple years. Does anybody like me ride anything on your fletchings? Like any meaningful? Now, the day Thanks. when I had my first kid, Jackson, yeah. I wrote... Maybe the day he was born or something on maybe yeah. his initial. That's cool. That's and I, I literally killed. And I think we all have have killed the years that we've had kids. Yeah, that's cool. Oh I shit! Have, you didn't kill have, last year. Yeah. No, every. Yep. I didn't kill yeah, last you didn't year. Kill, but you I, broke but the curse. I, I broke the curse, but but the year I had Joker. my first boy, yeah, I killed every every year I've had a kid, I've killed. Yeah. One. So you killed. I always think of something meaningful when I ride it on my arrows. Yeah, every time. The only it's, thing I write special. I haven't. I didn't do it last year. Is as I'm shooting throughout the summer, and I haven't shot it all this summer, but as I'm shooting, I'll notice what arrow is flying best, and I'll just I'll put a one on that. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, okay. yeah, I know. Okay, here's I my know first arrow. I'm shooting that. that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, lot of, a lot of guys in like World War Two and World War One and stuff. They used to write, you know, their family members' names and stuff on the yeah. bombs, yeah. and that was like a up your ass kind of thing in the in the war. When I'm gonna have to do that, long. dude. That's what I, I like doing it, man. It's it's special. Yeah, the little thing. I didn't do it night. last year. I'm gonna. Do, I'll do it this year. Yeah, give it a shot, oh, man. Tomorrow I'm gonna do yeah. it. Write my name on the arrow. I will. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I, I take my, uh, I take my quiver off when, when I bow hunt most of the time. Cause like, there's times where you got like other trees and you need that extra like two, three mm-hmm. inches to like swing that bow in yeah. there. Yeah. So and I, I like a quiver that's got like a hook or something built in, into the top. And then I put a gear tie on my bag, and I generally just attach it like with the gear tie, so I don't have to screw something else into the tree. Yeah, yeah. But I like that a lot. Yeah, all them uh, red line clippers have a hook attachment, I guess you could say, Hang, hanging on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, boys, I think this was a solid two two podcasts. Yeah. 
It was a good day shooting. We yeah. didn't all got together and BS. 25 minute short one turned into a long one. Yeah. So I think we're a little, a little over 25 right now. Ah, it is what it is. That'll be all right. Man, man, right, right, on right, right on time. Right on time. A garage cast. I'm going to drink a couple beers. What are you drinking? More. Uh, I've had a couple Miller Lights after this. No garage beers? beers? No, I did have one earlier. I took one. And so yeah, the other What do you think of the garage beer? It's good. It's a little different. Yeah. It's a little heavier uh, flavor, I feel like, yeah. than the Miller. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I like it a lot, though. Yeah, well, that's good. All right. All right, Team Harder and Bucks, we are out. What are you drinking, Rick?